0: You're, you're building this business, right? You have three trucks. That, well, you have one truck that's yours and you have three that lease on to you, Yes. right? And then in 2020, you get let go from your job. Yes. All right, so now what happens?
1: So at that time in 2020, we had five trucks. I had bought two more trucks of my own and I still had those three owner operators. And I said, you know what? I don't want to go back to corporate America. So my husband and I, we sat down and talking. He was like, I've been telling you for a year, you could have left anyway. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you're the late one here, right, right, you know? Right. And so I, um, once I got laid off, I contacted Hope. Okay. And told her what happened. Cause she had asked me a couple weeks before that, like, why are you still working? Right. <laughs> so when she did that, um, when I told her about it, she sent me an email or some people were looking for Uh, minorities to do a contract with Ikea but you had to be asset-based okay and I was asset-based yeah and it was here in Georgia and we picked up in Savannah and delivered to Atlanta for Ikea seven days a week so with that contract and all of the funding that they gave out in 2020 for the businesses i was able to go from five trucks to 12 trucks Mm. by that uh october so we expanded and then by that december we decided well what do we want to invest in because we don't want to just depend on trucking revenue uh per se because you know how that goes they'll they're up and down so we decided to say, well, what other business are we going to open? We thought about Roadside because we got robbed with Roadside a lot. <laughs> right, right, right. right. You're like, they're
0: definitely making money. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: And then we thought about the brokers again, but none of us are really salespeople yeah. um, there per se. Yeah. And we would like, we don't have the staff in place at this time. And we landed on warehousing. And so um, that, that. I think we started about September, October, with our business planning for the next year. Okay, and I said, "Well, I don't know about warehousing." And I met my real estate agent and educated myself. We drove around the warehouse, we looked at them, and then we said, "Yeah, we can we can get into warehousing to complement our trucking business, make us a full service three PL, and we could offer so much to help, especially small to medium sized businesses."
0: Mm, that's amazing. All right, so a few questions. So mm-hmm. when you decided on a warehouse? what were some of the things that went into that that thought? Like, was it location? Was it size? What were some of the things that you were thinking about when you were you know, with your realtor that mm-hmm. to get the, the right warehouse to get started? And this is the first warehouse you started in? Yes. So you're still here from, from yes. the beginning, right? Okay, yes. so tell me about that.
1: Um location was big to me cuz I'm still a family person, I'm still a mom, yep. you know. So it's not too far from my home and my kids and school. But the other thing was I wanted to be in an industrial location. I had to consider trucks being able to get in and out. You know, I did a market analysis, the people around there to be able to hire them so we did a lot to really determine what was the right location and then Douglasville has this improvement project where they're trying to build and hire more in Douglasville so that went into the the thought process Mm. but the other thing that was really like the deciding factor we started talking to some of our customers on the trucking side that said that trusted us that knew us and said hey if we Got into warehousing. Would y'all be willing to work with us on the warehousing side? And they were like, yes. So, be honest, I started my warehouse in my garage because when I told one customer about it, it <laughs> they was were ready like, to go. yeah, they were like, yeah, either way, I got to be out by December 1st. So, I know your warehouse is not going to be ready to February, but can you take over this and figure it out for me? So, we were in my garage with UPS picking up every day from my house in wow. December of 2020. Yes.
0: Wow, that is crazy. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm going to I'm going to rewind just a little bit. So that IKEA contract that you talked about, mm-hmm. right? You said you're able to go to 12 trucks, right? So mm-hmm. that was based on um obviously they continue to grow and they needed more capacity so mm-hmm. they wanted more. So did you like lease uh were you 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 bought these these additional trucks right
1: not all of them
0: okay Mm -hmm. did you like rent some of the lease some of them or how how'd that work
1: we did buy some more trucks but we also leased on on operators okay so because the goal was to be able to pass some of the expenses (laughs) gotcha right maintenance and so forth right
0: okay got you so at this time are you running solely for them is that like the Is all the eggs in that basket? What else are you doing?
1: No, we're still over the road. Okay. So we had also picked up a dedicated lane through our broker that gave us the uh, IKEA contract with Home Depot doing that, going from Texas to Georgia. And then we had a flatbed come on so we onboarded flatbed and we onboarded Reefa, so we were doing that over the road as well so we we want i always keep my business diverse yeah i don't want to depend on one line or one income because what happened um a perfect example is after having the contract with ikea for a year they decided to close down the savannah location to move it to florida Mm. so we were like, okay, that's fine. Right. Yeah, other work. <laughs> right, right, right. All
0: right guys, listen, before we continue the show, I gotta give a shout out to our sponsor and our partner, OTR Solutions. Formerly OTR Capital, but listen guys, OTR is much, much more than just a factoring company. They provide so many solutions to help the small carrier not only get into business, but to stay in business and maintain, right? So you guys have to partner with them and check them out. Don't take my advice for it. Talk to their clients. Talk to their clients. Find out what the people are saying. Everybody will tell you the same thing. So make sure you give OTR Solutions a call at 470-900-3338 or click the link in the bio below. Make sure you check them out and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. So, what what would you say is the key to being able to get those direct contracts and connect the dots? Because that's that's something that a lot of people have issues with. It right?
1: is, it's still it's a challenge. It's very much so a challenge. Um, one thing would be key is a lot of people want assets. You know, um, and they want you to have a certain amount of asset.
0: Right. But. Explain that just for people who may not understand what you mean by when you say asset, being asset-based. Let's get yes. into that a little bit.
1: So with us, we have all semi-trucks. When they're saying asset-based, they want you to have the assets. They don't want to go through a third-party broker to find the assets. Um, a lot of shippers, manufacturers, distributors, their customers, or they don't want to have a middleman in place because they feel it's an extra added cost and everybody wants to save money. Right. So being asset based is definitely a way to get more dedicated contracts um there but they're having the right amount of volume so the way we approach things which a lot of people don't think to do is to um ask them to scale say can you give me a scalable contract because that's how our ikea contract started out um mm. they only want to give us i think three loads a day for th- five days a week Mm-hmm. But then when they saw we came ready, <laughs> there we had trucks waiting and we were on time. I remember my drivers was delivering early. I'm like, you can't bring over the road drivers in and make them local; they, it doesn't work. But I remember that. Right. And they were like, oh, we need you to take over everything. So just being able to scale that helps get dedicated. So, so you said you asked track. them
0: to scale.
1: Yes, we asked them. So to So you put like a
0: like a proposal for that, or mm-hmm. you just kind of just mentioned it to them. How did you actually go about doing that?
1: When they told me the volume. I knew I had never did that before and I knew I had the capacity trucking wise but I knew my team my drivers and what they were capable of so I said well you know I don't want to look bad you know good first impression for sure for (laughs) there and I said well listen I know y'all already have a carrier on it I don't mind taking over all the business I'm fully confident that we can handle the whole thing but can we scale into it maybe we start out the first week with this or the second week with that or maybe the first month here and there but when we started out like I say it was like three loads a day for the first five day or for five days a week and then by the end of that week they were like can you please take over it? We, they didn't want to <laughs> wait to the time to for us to scale up, and we were like, sure, right? We could do that,
0: right? So. Now, now, when you got that opportunity, in terms of like price, did did you did they did it, they come with a, a price, or you where you had to negotiate that price for? How'd that kind of work?
1: <laughs> so that's the difficult thing about all our dedicated lines that we've ever got. They always told us the price, right? You know, you could try to negotiate um, their we've been able to be successful with getting an increase over time. But most of the time, because it's dedicated because it's a set amount of volume, you're getting volume over um, actual quantity, as they say, you, you, they'll tell you the rate and it's like, take it or leave it. Right. 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 When you add up the volume, over it, it makes sense yes
0: right because you have consistent freight right exactly so you don't have to worry about going anywhere else we're going yes. to guarantee you the freight but mm-hmm. you got to do it at this number yes
1: and that's what i think a lot of businesses miss sometimes is that you want volume right you want volume
0: now you said you they did offer increase at some point so mm-hmm. how do you go about that like what do you bring to the table in order to or how how long do you have to work with them until you kind of come to the table and say hey we need a little bit more
1: it depends i tell my people get to know your customer Get to know your customer, get to know them, ask them how they're doing, ask them how their day is. You know, you want to get a feel for that person and how much power they actually have, you mm. know, because they may not have the power to give an increase, but you also want to know what they look for. A lot of times we'll go ask for an increase and we don't even know how they're measuring us. We got weekly measurements from our IKEA lane. We got weekly measurements from our uh a Home Depot lane where they told us what our on-time rate was. We were, I was keeping track of it anyway, but, you know, we were able to do that. So you got to understand what the customer looks for to give you an increase because a lot of times we want to go and say, hey, I need more money, gas. Won't <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, but, they don't care about that. That's right, not right, exactly. But when fuel goes back down, then do you go say, hey, take my rate back. Cause exactly. fuel went down. So we put together a case to say we're delivering on time. We're handling our own internal, we recover when you have this. These, this is the quality of service we're providing to you. In addition to this, one thing that you did not ask for that we're giving you is customer service and after hours mm. uh, service that most companies are not able to give you. Right. So with all the, the qualities that we have and the skills that we have, we would like to request an increase to better support you.
0: Yeah. Yes. W- so would you say that that is something that you got from your days of kind of project management yes. and, and, and collecting data and being able to come back to them with these inputs to say look this is what we're doing for you right yes so yes, so that yes. that's super important that and that helped you i'm sure
1: yes i can say Corporate America was a blessing to me in my entrepreneurial journey because I was able to sit at the table with the executives and see how business was done, how they dealt with their customers. You know, even when, you know, in times we feel like, oh, we can't deal with this customer anymore. This can not have it was ways around it to say, well, let's try this, never give up on this and never give up. And if you're going to cut ties, there are ways to do it. So it was it was a blessing for me
0: got you got you so you get into the warehousing space right You've, you you're trying to look at other ways to diversify and you find warehousing so what are the you find the space obviously what are some of the challenges that happen initially out the gate
1: um I think the some of the challenges is there's a perception with that too, that as soon as you get a warehouse people are looking for storage. People are look people are looking for space and you know, the last two years we've been in this intermodal and drayage boom where transloading and all that good stuff is happening where they want things off containers and put it on dry vans and all that. And the biggest challenge we saw where we do a lot of business in Savannah, but we're here in Lithia Springs. So our location Uh. (laughs) is not ideal for some of our customers. So that was one challenge. Then the other challenge was we target small to medium sized businesses which a lot of them are great product owners. They have this really unique product that they sell online or they're trying to get into a retailer, but they don't include their logistics and shipping. Mm. So then they come to me and say, Saritha, I need to get this delivered and this particular customer or you know carrier wants $3,000 to go 800 miles and I'm like, yeah, that's logistics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right.
1: <laughs> yes, that that's logistics, but they didn't put that into their pricing when they did their contract with their retailer or whoever they did it with when they got it manufactured. Mm. It include shipping costs. So it's like, I need you to help me out. Well, I can help you out, but you know, those, those challenges is they don't have the money up front. So a lot of times in trucking, you gotta pay those drivers in five to seven days, right? <laughs> so they trying to that was a challenge trying to educate the small to medium sized businesses, yeah, to say well. I can get your product to my warehouse, but you know, we can't always do net 30 terms. Right. So that that was the biggest challenge. And they go look for somebody else and they circle back around me because at the end of the day, I'm honest with them. Right. I'm honest. I want to be a partner with you, but I want you to face reality that you got to start including logistics into your your product.
0: Truck and Hustle family, I'm coming to you with an exclusive deal just for you. Call 800 991 6251 to get 10% off on your first purchase. Got it. So what what will be like your typical like customer profile? Like what what type of businesses and like how do you sell those services? How do you find them or do they find you?
1: Um a little bit of LinkedIn marketing uh for how we find our customers, yeah. but our typical customer profile is we don't have a minimum requirement we don't have a specific product we're not a food grade warehouse so we don't look at those customers but we're looking for customers that have steady volume of products that they order so we can keep our staff busy with order fulfillment okay so it really doesn't matter like you say it could be toothbrush we have toys in our warehouse we have uh gaming machines we have ballet products so we have a variety of things that we ship out for customers
0: got it for someone watching who's interested in warehousing again everybody's always always interested in price like how do you uh build the business model for like warehousing
1: well, and I know that's
0: a big question, but like as much as you
1: could explain it. For well, me. that's a good question yeah. because I actually did that okay. before we moved. up. before I even signed the paperwork, I said, well, let me see how much this warehouse is going to cost, because that's going to determine how much cash flow I need, how much staff I need um as well. And I remember estimating what my monthly costs would be fixed and, you know, non-fixed costs and to this date i'm still on target there. really yes because i was like i need to know all my costs before i move in because the other thing i need to make sure my truck inside was going to be able to support the warehousing until it was able to hold its own so it's it. very important to know the cost and uh, because like i said you don't want to get in something and then you don't have customers or you don't have what you need to be successful. So one thing I always tell people, go find out your costs. What are your fixed costs? What are your variable costs? What will it take? If you don't have that business analysis, that's that's a bad start.
0: Mm. So typical fixed costs, I mean, obviously you have electricity, you, have, uh, you need somebody to work the forklift. You got to mm-hmm. purchase equipment. Do you like rent your forklift? Do you, did you yes. buy that right? Yes. Okay. So
1: yeah, the the warehouse leased itself because we're leasing. That's a fixed cost. Yep. The the lights and gas that's variable because it depends. But the the forklift is fixed, so it's not a lot of fixed costs. Okay. Or variable costs in warehouses. Okay. Um, but then you look at well to meet this what kind of sales do I need right so what that'll determine what I'm going to specialize in when I move into warehousing mm. and when I consult people I tell them this all the time you need to have a target market you can't just say I got a warehouse okay <laughs> there okay. And bring your product you need to have a target market so we targeted e-commerce customers um a lot of our customers are uh, I'm sorry e-commerce product owners a lot of them came through Uh, referrals as well so one person learn know this person because they all work together in some capacity they (laughs) all know each other they all take a cohort together or something so they're gonna refer you to them and everybody's not a good fit i've turned down some
0: if you twisted confused or stuck about trucks don't be dumb this is the place to come truck and hustle let's go